please turn off your radio <laughs> while you're answering. You silence yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're liking the. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mangalam Gurudevaya Devye Matricha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindavya Sarva Lokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chadharmasya Sarva Dharmasarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishna Yate Namaha Om Jananim Sharadam Devim Ramakrishnam Jagatkurum Parapadme Tayostritva Pranamami Muhur Muhur Om Sarashiva Samaram Bam Shankaracharam Madjamam Ashmarachara Prayantam Vande Gurum Param Param Vande Gurum Param Param so we've come once again the weather has changed the time has changed signaling uh, this most auspicious uh, uh, Navar- Devi Navaratri this, the fall Navaratri and every year when people give talks including myself we talk on Navaratri we always, always the same thing has to be said that this is not the main this is not Navaratri Navaratri is in spring because when do you worship the Divine Mother the Divine Mother in the ancient world is understood to be nature herself this is her form right? well, verses we'll read is showing everything is her form and so nature also has her cycles nature goes to sleep nature sleeps nature wakes up nature is active it's like we go to sleep at night you know uh, so this, these are, of course, she doesn't really go to sleep. And even if we're deep in sleep, somebody says, Tripti, you wake up, right? So part of you, not you're fully asleep, but most of you, most of your consciousness, you need some rest. So the idea is that during the winter, during the fall and winter, Ma goes to sleep and rest. You can see all nature, any, the energy of most trees, not in California, but <laughs> the rest of the world, the rest of America, right? Uh, 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 the energy is pulled in into the trunk as she goes as the trees begin to sleep and the leaves fall we call it fall <laughs> maybe not the right reason but uh, 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 so and then winter she seems to be fully sleeping and then spring you can see oh everything's coming we see we say oh everything we see the beginning little sprouts coming and, tr- and, the, and the trees and the flowers and the buzzing bees and everything comes alive and uh, and you so we also go through that a little bit that cycle we were active we get very excited in spring and awake right and we're fully active might be too much active uh, in summer and fall you see weather changes you put on you want to be in a blanket sit by the fire and by winter you know everything slows down so this is the cycle of nature this is our cycle also and so during this during spring when ma is waking up when nature seems to be waking up her worship was put for nine days, uh, 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 the Navaratri was uh, established. Um, but as the story goes, in uh, uh, Treta Yuga, uh, during the time of Lord Ram, Ram, uh, Sita had been stolen by the demon king Ravana. And by the time it came to for Ram to uh, fight and to attack, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a seat still over here behind uh, uh, um, by the time he came to tech, we know in the st- from the story of Ramayana that Sita was given one year to surrender to Ravana or she'll be killed. So by this time, it was only one month or so away bef- before that, that year would end. So Ram had to fight, had to go and rescue Sita, had to fight. But in ancient world also, in order to fight, we need Shakti. 
and that Shakti is another name for Devi. And Durga is a goddess of, uh, we really don't think of the goddess of war, but she is the goddess of war in a certain sense. She's a battle god, especially in the ancient world. Kali and Durga would be worshipped. Even Arjuna, before the battle of Kurukshetra, Krishna took Arjuna and told him to do to worship Kali. Right, was worshipped Badrakali, he, he was able to fight in the war. So similarly, these pujas would be done. Even historically, if we get a little, a little um, uh, through anthropology and the like, we can, you can say, oh, Durga Puja was put at the begin at the end of, a, of, a, of, of the harvest season before you went to attack other villages, you know, still steal their grains or some. She was she was worshipped before battle, right? You can, she's connected to that somehow. Um, so he was in a problem because he wanted to do Durga Puja, but it wasn't the proper time. So if he waited till spring, according to the story, Sita, of course, Sita wouldn't be killed, but Sita would be killed, as per the story. So he did, uh, uh, what is it, um, uh, uh, what's the term for untimely awakening? Udbanan, Nishkal Udbanan, or something like that. Forgive me if I get it wrong, Actually, it's in my head. We'll have to do it in a few days, that's why. But it means untimely awakening. He had to wake up Ma, as just as she was falling asleep. Fall, beginning of fall, hey, Ma, wake up, I need your help. I need some Shakti, I need some of your weapons, I need your energy. Uh, so he did this puja and he worshipped Ma Durga in the, in the fall, right? And so the first ceremony, it's done actually on the sixth day, uh, on Shasti, uh, uh, during Durga Puja. It's the untimely, we awaken up Ma, first you, you uh, in, install her in some trees, into a water pot, and some grass, there's a whole system. And then finally installing her in the image and worshipping her for those days and then letting her go. Uh, so it says since that time, you know, it, it always say, oh, you know, this, uh, um, recently it switched from fall to sp- from spring to fall, but that means Trita Yuga. So it's <laughs> it's kind of silly to say recently. Recently meant you know hundreds of thousands of years ago it switched, uh, uh, and even you know you go look in the almanacs. It says oh in Kali Yuga it's uh, now it's worshipped. It's popular in the fall. Uh, uh, but there's still, so that's the story version of why we celebrate Navaratri in the fall instead of the spring. Or we still celebrate in the spring, but why more popular in the fall? And they said by the, out of uh, the example of Lord Ram. But also, just as we're saying, in fall you begin to go to sleep, right? You begin to get a little lazy. You begin to wake up a little, go to sleep a little later, wake up a little later. <laughs> you know, a little, you know, it's like, it's easy to let our disciplines down and become a little bit spiritually complacent. Right, and so sometimes we need some festival, and not just a festival, it's a festival of Shakti, to awaken energy, awaken courage, and, 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 and sadhana shakti. And this happens in life itself, but also in spiritual life. Our sadhana shakti goes down. So we do something to encourage our, sh- to increase our sadhana shakti. And we invoke that same warrior goddess, but now the inner, maybe still in this world people are fighting external battles unfortunately but still we have inner in spite of all that we still have inner battles to fight right and during the darker time as you know Halloween comes like that the ghouls start coming out (laughs) right (laughs) internally and externally right and so the goddess is is awakened and worshipped and prayed to and and the prayers of of the and the Chandi is read the Devi Mahatmyam is read these stories and meditate upon Mahishasudamaradin is, is invoked. That's the deity that we'll be worshiping this year. Uh, uh, the different forms of the Dashmahavijas, the different forms of Durga, the different forms of Devi, all over, are being worshipped. Uh, that and it's it's given a symbolic meaning between because in the stories there's a there's always a story be, a fight between the gods and the demons. So it's easy to say the, between good and evil, or between darkness and light. You can say like that, or internally also between our lower nature or. Uh, 
can't say lower because we don't want to overly demonize our own tendencies, right? Because our human tendency, we demonize our human tendencies, then that's a big problem because we're only human, right? And, if, and that's a problem. We've, we've, demonized, we've demonized our most natural tendencies. So that's not a good idea, right? At the same time, the story, because the story is not about our natural tendencies, it's about the Mahishasura and Shumba and Nishumba. But yogis look at it and say, this is a very good metaphor for our inner struggles. Right, so the killing of Mahisha is not actually killing our, our our laziness or our lust or our greed or our fickleness. Right, it's a story of killing an ancient demon. Right, the ancient world understanding mythological story. Right, but it's the yogi. The thing is also it's a very good metaphor. Also, as we meditate upon the Devi, the, the battle between good and evil, it's also our own inner struggle can be strengthened and and and, and reflected in, in in the in the system of sadhana and our struggles in sadhana. Uh, so in the Chandi, I wanted to read today the, uh, from the fifth uh, uh, chapter, Charitra of the, of the Chandi, and this is known as the Aparajita Stuti. Uh, and it's, there's, in the Chandi, Chandi is uh, 700 verses in Devi Mahatmyam. It's called the Chandi because it's the most popular name of the goddess. There's so many names of the goddess in the Chandi, in the Devi Mahatmyam, the glories of the goddess. But the, most, the one you most used is Chandi. Therefore, it's called the Chandi by habit. You know, the text actually says, and even some mantra says, one who chants the Chandi, but it means every month, the seven, or the, or the, what's the other, um, Saptashati, the, uh, the 700 verses. So it's 700 verses like the Gita is 700 verses, like the Devi Gita is 700 verses, right? Uh, uh, uh. So, uh, uh, within, so, the, uh, uh, in there, within those 700 verses, there's uh, 13 main chapters. Within those 13 main chapters, there are three main stories, right? Uh, uh, ch- uh, uh, first is the story of the killing of, of uh, Madhu and Kaitaba. And, uh, uh, and this is when Vishnu is sleeping on the ocean. And from his ears come, from the dirt of his ears come two insect-like creatures, uh, uh, Madhu and Kaitaba. And, and they see Brahma on, in the navel of Lord Vishnu. And you say, oh, look at him, let's get him. Right? So th- we can give, we've, in the past, we've given many hundreds of hours of interpretation of these mantras. You can, they're on podcasts if you want to hear them. Uh, 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 but, so Brahma not knowing what to do, he says, Vishnu, wake up. But Vishnu is asleep. So this is very mixed. Then he does this beautiful prayer called, uh, 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 what is it called? Um, something called Brahma Suti, but of uh, the um, t- uh, tantric, the, the tantric hymn of night I forget you know the mm-hmm. actually I have it right here but tantroktam uh, rakti shuktam right uh, and it start, it's uh, very beautiful it's actually and, and it's 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 actually the chandi is not supposed to be chanted at night but this month it can be chanted at night because it's it's during the night of dissolution there's no sun yet there's no moon yet there's only darkness there's only the ocean of causality and so and Vishnu who's God who's consciousness who's the very ground of being is asleep so it's a very difficult problem. And so he has to wake up Vishnu. He went, so these prayers, who do you pray to? If you say, Vishnu, wake up. He didn't wake up. He yank on the, on, the, uh, on, the, on the lotus. Still nothing. Right? How do you wake him up? Ah, there's some, that begins a hint. There's something or someone who's made him asleep. So everything is personified. If consciousness is personified, it's Vishnu. Right? And potentiality is personified as anantashesha. You know, if you start personifying, like, then sleep is also personified. Who is it that made Vishnu, who's God, asleep? Right. In some sense, we don't want to get overly sectarian, but seems to be stronger than God. Can put even God to sleep, even Vishnu to sleep. 
The mantra even says that makes Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva take incarnations. What is that energy? Who is that energy? Right? And so that's the story. So they pray to her, right, as Yoga Nidra, right? That's some yogic sleep that puts even Vishnu to sleep. And in yoga, yoga there's a, there's a technique of Yoga Nidra. That's not what's meant here. Yoga Nidra is a sleep of ignorance, right? Uh, it's not just visualizing and relaxing and attending. <laughs> it's a very advanced yogic technique for relaxation and rejuvenation. But it's not. Can I have a little more? Thank you. It's a small cup. <laughs> There's a benefit of having giant coconut cups. You've had like 20 of these in it. <laughs> Thank you, dear. So he prays this, this, um, um, uh, this hymn, and Twam Swaha, Twam Swaha. It's a very beautiful hymn. And, based, and, and please awaken. And the story, we don't tell that story, but. She uh, withdraws, wakes up Vishnu, withdraws herself. Vishnu fights those demons, and so a long thing. Madhunkaitaba. So peace is restored in the universe. Brahma is But then eventually again, these are very subtle demons. Then another, a very, um, then another demon comes. And what's the second demon in the story? Second story is um, Mahishasura. Mahishasura is a very gross demon. Right, he's he's uh, um, the story we in the past we've told the story from Devi Bhagavatam, the background story of Mahisha. In the Chandi, it's not his his background story is not told. He says when Mahisha Suda was uh, when in, when uh, uh, when Indra was king, one time when Indra was king of of heaven and and Mahisha was king of the demons. There was a war, and Mahisha won and sat on Indra's throne. That's how that's how it starts. It's a very big deal. Indra now Indra has been kicked off, and Mahisha sits on Indra's throne. Very nice situation. So who is that Mahisha? And the story goes, he was a demon who did tremendous tapasya, and he got a boon. Again, there's a very complicated story, but his special boon is that he could take on any form he liked, right? And the form he liked was that of a buffalo, right? So it also shows he's a magical creature, right? But he took on the form of very crude. Uh, not like like the majestic buffaloes of of the American plains. The water buffalo is not considered a very, um, uh, 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 not who knows what their inner world is, but not considered the symbol of intelligence and kind of a, a crude type of creature. The water buffaloes, and he fell in love with a buffalo, right? And had a child from that buffalo. So be, or he became the child of that buffalo. I'm forgetting exactly. Uh, but anyways, it's not it's not a very refined. Uh, um, uh, quality. So he's given, if we were to look for a, a semblance or a symbolic uh, correspondence within us, what would it be? Usually it's given the interpretation like lust and a very animalist, crude and animalistic. Not love and romance, it's a very crude animalistic level. Right? And so sometimes Mahisha takes over. Right? And we say so it happens again and again in the, in, in the cosmic cycle. It's not the first time such a demon has taken over. Right? It happens almost yearly in the world, you know, like <laughs> things that happen, happening right now, you know, various Mahishas are fighting there. And the problem is this Mahishas on all sides of, all, of the issue now. It used to be really easy when your side was on, you're on the side of good and, and Mahishas on the other side. It's not always that clear and clean and clear anymore. Uh, but Mahisha takes over sometimes daily, right? <laughs> right? From one conversation to the next, Mahisha can take over the mind. Right, and sit on Indra's throne. Indra, if, if, if we were to give Indra the interpretation of like the ego or the, the central personality, the I, I sense, you know, the one that's controlling everything, 
right? All of a sudden, we lose, you know, th that's, that's precarious enough. And all the stories, Indra is a little bit precarious. He messes up easily. He loses his position easily, right? Uh, <laughs> right? It's, that's, that's one of the, the qualities of Indra. But so we're already a little uncomfortable being Indras, right? Here I am, a little master of my own little world, and hope trying to con control all the energies in my head. Right, and all of a sudden, some some low quality thing just completely fills my mind, takes over. Then Indra's uh, Mahisha has become Indra. Right, it's like more embarrassing than anything. <laughs> when it's like, we luckily nobody sees in our mind. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> daily. <laughs> right, from moment to moment, sometimes the battle goes on. So in that story, <coughs> the gods were chased away, and they went to they went to. Uh, I forget. First, I think they go to Brahma, and then Brahma, then they, and then they all from Brahma. Then they go to Vishnu, and they go to Shiva. Something like that. It's been a year since I've read it, so forgive me if it's not fresh in my mind. Um, and Vish Shiva gets very angry, and a light from his his forehead comes, and then Vishnu, and Vishnu gets angry, and a light from his forehead comes, and then Brahma gets angry, and Indra, and all the gods from their own sh their own energy f shoots forth and creates some form of the goddess. Right, and then she takes on this this glorious, immense form, and then they begin to give her their weapons, right? So Shiva gives her her trident, and Vishnu gives her her club and disc, and Brahma gives her 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 sorry, lack of sound, her kamandalu and like this, right? And Indra gives her her lightning bolt and her elephant, and and somebody gives her her lion and and and, and decorations and crowns and swords and like this, and then from that, she she enters the battlefield. Right, very glorious description, right, and that's been given many uh, uh, ways of understanding. So, mo a simple way of understanding the story is that from the energy of all the gods came the goddess. So they made her, right. But that's not the normal way. That at least in the Shakta tradition, that's not how it's accepted. Where did that energy of all the gods come from, right? That the, uh, that's it's she is the energy of all the gods, right? In a in a in a moment of crisis, in an emergency. Right, and prompted by the Mahadevas of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, right? They, so the the energy coming out and creating the goddess. You say, oh, in ancient times, the energy of the gods came out and created a goddess. That's uh, that's our belief, right? That's a, that's that's a religious, religiously held belief of the Puranas, right? But whatever that may or may not be, as Guruji says, maybe may, maybe maybe not be, as the way our Guruji speaks, right? We can see it as a very powerful, it's a realization that they lost their position, right? A little ego took over and they lost, they lost their, uh, they lost control. Some low, low, embarrassing, low quality thing reduced them to like common uh, begging. They're gods and now they're begging, which happens when, when very often Mahisha takes over, we become beggars instead of masters, right? We're gods and now we become beggars. And then they... So the the end of Shakti coming out and their weapon them giving the weapons is their realization. Oh, our Shakti is her. She's the essence of everything. Whether she was we believe she was created out of the energy of the gods, but this is also can be taken as a, a symbolic of the realization of she's our essence. And when that happened, then she fought and very quickly. And there's some drama. She kills various demons that come to attack, and then finally she kills the, uh, after a great struggle. Great struggle on Mahisha's side, not really on her side. She kills Mahisha, and that's that. Mahisha said the buffalo demon. She kills him. We we, we worship that form that we'll invoke here in a few days. She'll arrive on the sixth. <laughs> uh, be here for a few days. 
uh, and so she is destroyed. And and so then before she goes, the, 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 she says to the gods, "Ask a boon of me, right? I'm pleased with you, right? Even after you ask a boon of me." And they say very beautifully, he says, "Our problem has been solved. Our problem is Mahisha took over, right? And you've killed Mahisha, so we have no more boon to ask. But if you have to give us a boon." Right, then God always gives a boon when He leaves. Right, ask a boon, a boon or a boon or a curse, one of the two, <laughs> if you or a helicopter. Mahisha's spying on us now. <laughs> so ask a ask a ask a boon. He says. So if there is a boon to be given, our prayer is that when anybody in the future remembers you with these verses. Actually, they give a, I, I skip when, when she appeared and she killed, then they did a beautiful set of hymns. They prayed to her, called the Chakrari uh, Stuti. Um, very beautiful and very beautiful meter. It means in the hymns of Indra and the other gods, headed by Indra, Chakra, Chakraari. Right? And at the end, she said, I'm very pleased with your prayers, Askabun. In, in the future, if anybody remembers you with these prayers, immediately come and help them. And if we also forget, have some problem, if we, when we remember you with these hymns or hymns like it, then you come and save us. That's it is Tadastu, let it be so. That's a very big statement. Right? Her, if the text is correct, is it, if, it's still, if, that, if that boon is still in effect, when there's problem, if we remember the, the Divine Mother, and who is it? The one who is their energy, their Shakti. Right? In other words, we have to remember that she's the, shak, she's the Shakti of everything. That memory invokes her. You can chant the hymns, Right, that helps to invoke her. We've had a lot of helicopter <laughs> activity as of late. Anyways, it'll be alright. We're always a little scared of the fire or something. Uh, uh, uh. So this is so this is where that that happened in chapter four. Uh, uh. So then what happens? So once again, another prayer, another demon awakens. Years later, maybe a million years later, for us it may be, you know, Mahisha, we got rid of Mahisha yesterday, and a new demon comes up. <laughs> like, hopefully it's not Mahisha again, but sometimes it's Mahisha again. But this time it's a little more, a little more subtle. The demon that is called Shumba and Nishumba. And Nishumba, to get a little bit academic, Shumba and Nishumba is not mentioned in any Vedic text. It makes the first appearance in the quote-unquote Hindu standardized Hindu text in this verse, right? So, but doesn't mean that they didn't exist, right? There's so these are probably in the oral tradition of the of the almost the the Arivasi, the tribal Aboriginal traditions of India. The uh, uh, Shumba Nishumba were probably known. Scholars seem to think, right? They first they make their first introduction in written text in the Chandi, and then later their stories are told elaborately in Devi Bhagavatam and other Devi Puranas. But this is very important. They f they first appear here, and they're not fully fleshed out. But, but by meditating on their names, we get a little hint, and the yogis and scholars have given us a little hint of what they mean. So Shumba is usually interpreted to be like pride, and self-importance. Mean one, the the uh, uh, the can't say e ego is too general of a term, right? But you know, it's just that 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 uh, uh, self-indulgent importance. I don't know how else to. You all know we all have it, so <laughs> we all know what it means. We know what we feel. We know it when we see it. <laughs> right. And and it says that Shumba and Shumba is the king, and Nishumba is his brother, who's just like him. He says as dear as his own soul. They're actually the same person. They're never apart. When one eventually gets killed, the other one dies almost instantly. The other one falls down. 
right? And so shum, so ni shumba, so ni one of the in Sanskrit is a negation, right? So shumba is this, I am very important. Look at me, right? Right? I'm this Lord of everything. I'm the enjoyer. I'm the I'm the most beautiful. I'm the most powerful. Everybody, look at me. Think of me. Obey me. Love me. Be loved by me. This type of attitude, right? So nishum is the opposite of that, which means, oh my God, I'm nothing. I'm not worth anything, right? I'm lacking everything. That's why nobody loves me. I'm not worthy to be loved. You know, it's like it's that broken quality that wants to be. So as some people have said, in front of a big front is a big back, right? You know, so so in front of a big ego, usually there's a hurt little boy or girl behind it, right? So that these two are very so it so becomes self-importance and sometimes defined as like self-loathing or incompleteness that animates it. So it's interesting if we take it psychologically, whether or not the story is originally meant psychologically, this is how yogis take the story and how we've interpreted it over many years. <clears throat> so Shumba is taken over. So this is a big problem. He again, what does he do? He quickly takes over heaven, takes over hell, takes over the demons he has to fight and he takes he wins, right? Uh, he gets some boons and he wins. And then he takes over humankind. We're easy target, we're easy prey, right? right? We always say somebody, ultimate, is to, all I have to do is insult somebody and all these things come up. You know, it doesn't take much to, 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 to get our Shumba and Nishumba activated, right? So they took over that and then they attacked heaven and they won. And it says here, it describes that the, and, and the gods were thrown out of heaven once again. Right, and they're wandering around um, penniless. Right, none of the off and none of the offerings were going to Shumba ni Shumba anymore. When we go Om Agnaye Swaha, it goes into Shumba ni Shumba's mouth. Right, nothing goes, not everything. And you can see we also come to that state when, we're, when our ego is fully in full throttle. Everything <laughs> we take, everything, even if it's not meant for us. <laughs> this is the nature, right? Right, and and so the gods bereft of their property, bereft of their look uh, of a place to live, they become wandering. So they go into the Himalayas, right, uh, uh, and and they remember. Last time before, they go, they go crying to Vishnu and they go crying to Shiva, help us, help us, help us, and then they have that realization. This time they do something different. This is very this is a very important movement, and also hopefully this time we'll do something different. Let's see if we give it a deeper meaning, a personal meaning, right? Hopefully we won't do the same thing. So what they what did they do different? They they remembered last time, millions of years ago, or yesterday afternoon. <laughs> right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> she gave us a boon, right? That boon was if we remember her, or with these prayers, or remember her. That, or what did they remember? That she's their shakti. That she's everything, right? Then then she'll come and save our, solve our problems, right? So that 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 remem- that remembrance is itself. That's a big point actually. So it means. Forgetting her is a cause of our problems. So if 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 we take this boon as a as a as a uh, as as a life definition, what our problem is we f- when we forget her we have trouble. We remember her, problem goes away. Now what does it mean to remember her? Because you can say, oh, I remember. You know, it's like sometimes people remembering God is a big problem. It's not always. It's not always that's the answer to our problems. What does it mean to remember her? It's according. It's according to this story. According to this hymn. So we get we get some hymn. So this time instead of oh uh, help us help us help us or running around, Vishnu help me Shiva help me Brahma help me Indra what are you gonna do you know hide and you know, like this they go into a quiet place into the Himalayas and they they start Ya Devi right they start these beautiful prayers right what are those prayers Oh that goddess 
who exists everywhere and in everything and in everyone. Right? Namastasye, 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 I bow to you, I bow to you, I bow to you again and again. Right? It's a very different type of prayer. Right? It's a, it's a prayer, and it says it's a prayer of remembrance. Because we actually know, not everybody remembers, but we actually do remember. We, if you think about it, if you, if you ask any devotee, we, <laughs> once they get past a lot of stuff, he's like, but what's the problem? You say, oh, everybody, all of us will say, our problem is we don't, that we don't remember the one who's everything, who's everywhere. We forget her. We don't see her. Right? Uh, uh, so this is the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the scene we find ourselves in. So we'll talk. This is uh, probably the most recognizable hymn. Uh, uh, it's like a litany because it repeats itself almost, I think, 21, 25 times, something like that. Mm-hmm. And all but three are, 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 three or four are almost identical except for one word. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's an easy hymn to recite. <coughs> And it star- each of the stories starts with a mantra, a bij mantra, right? First one it says Ain, Om Aim, and then Rishu Vacha or Devu Vacha. Then the text starts. The second one is Om Hrim, and this was Om Klim, yeah, how it starts. And these are because these are uh, 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 the energies. So Klim here means Ananda, bliss. Right? It's the bij mantra of Ananda. So this is actually if you follow from Aim to Hrim to Shim from Saraswati to Lakshmi to Kali, right, or Kali or Kali and Krishna, the other side of the, the inner side of Kali, right, so this is a revelation, this revelation is not like a big struggle for existence or a struggle for awareness, the first one is a struggle for awareness, as Vishnu has to wake up, the second is a struggle for existence itself, which is Lakshmi and Narayan, it is given in some interpretation, this is a struggle for remembrance, right, like remembrance means bliss, Right, if we remember, because God is Satchitananda, right, so we're also Satchitananda, right. The problem is we struggle with Sat and we struggle with Chit, but as a result, we don't remember Ananda. This is overly simplified, but you know what I mean. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I say it too many times, it falls apart, but you know what I mean. <coughs> so let's see what I have here, chapter 5. And some weeks ago, some month ago or so, we, um, uh, uh, we recited, we gave a class from the Devi Bhagavatam on this first Namo Devi, Maha Devi, Shiva, and we gave a kind of elaborate, a very long class just on these one verse. And it also starts with these verses. It's given in, it's in the, it's in the Devi, uh, uh, Devi Upanishad, Shakti Upanishad. It's in the Devi Bhagavatam, the Devi Gita, and in the Chandi. Very important verse. It kind of starts with this. I'll read the opening verses first. Om Klim, Urishu Uvacha. Long ago, Grown arrogant with power, the Asuras, Shumba and Nishumba, seize Indra's sovereignty over the three worlds and his share of the sacrifices. In like manner, they usurped the authority of the sun and the moon, that of Kubera, Yama, and Varuna, the lords of wealth, death, and the ocean. They seized the wind god's power and Agni's functions. The gods were defeated, disposed, and driven out. Stripped of their power and cast out by these two great Asuras, all the gods remembered that invincible Devi. This invincible is Aparajita, right? The one who can never be conquered. So the fact is, if we've been conquered, is because she's not here. And she's here, she, and nothing can stand before her. We sometimes, we've joked about this. Uh, uh, we have a devotee that's uh, close to our temple, and we hadn't seen him in many years. He says, what happened? He says, oh, I'm fighting with Ma. Right. You know, sometimes we struggle. We all struggle. So she hasn't been coming because he's, he's fighting over. Something he had a reason, right? 
And I was joking, he says, you know, you've read all the stories, right? Has anybody ever won Ma when you fight with her? You should surrender now, <laughs> right? Fighting with, no, nobody's ever won <laughs> a fight with Ma, a fight with Krishna, a fight with Vishnu. You know, if you fight God, you're going to lose. So see, Aparajita, she's ever victorious, undefeatable. Right, so they, they so it's called the Aparajita Stuti, the hymn to Aparajita Devi, one of Devi's great names. She granted us a boon, saying, Whenever you remember me in times of distress, that very moment I will put an end to all your worst calamities. So, this is a message for Ananda and Rampriya and Tripti, you know, for all of us, you know. She's granted a boon to us. With that in mind, the gods went to the Himalayas, the lord of the mountains, and praised that Devi, who is Vishnu Mai, Vishnu Maya. So this is one of the names, the second time it appears here, Vishnu Mai, Vishnu Maya. So it's the power of Vishnu, that's an interesting name, that's a Vedic name for, for the Devi. But uh, 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 anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll explain what that is as we go along. Devi Vacha. So this is a, a few of these mantras we've discussed already in the past talks. We won't go too much into Namo Devi, Mahadevi, Shivaye, Satatam Namaha, Namapakrite, Bhadraye, Niyataha, Pranata, Smatam. And it says in the Puranas that by this one mantra, all of Devi's worship can be done. It's considered complete. And we discussed it. Namo Devi, Mahadevi, Shivaye, This actually means she who is the, uh, uh, the uh, who is Brahma, who is Vishnu, who is Shiva. Right. In other words, she who is the creator, the sustainer, and the destroyer. And then Pakriti and Badra, she who is nature. Here Pakriti and Badra means, literally, I mean in the, in the, in the esoteric meaning, she who uh, 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 covers and she who uncovers. And these are considered the five, we've discussed, the five qualities of Ishwara. Ishwara has five powers. Creation, sustenance, destruction, uh, 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 covering, and revealing. Revealing is called grace. Right, and covering is called Maya, right? Or Sri Ramakrishna's language, Vijamaya Abhijamaya, right? Creation, sustenance, destruction, Vijamaya Abhijamaya, or grace, or and and covering. So this is the five. So this one month that describes all that. We won't go into it. Raudraye namo nityaye Gauriya datri namo namaha Joshnaye chindurupinye sukaye sritam namaha. So you are fearsome, right? You are. So you, you are, and we've discussed in our, in our, in our uh, Kali Sasanama class, this Raudrai and, and, and Gora, these fierce forms, as taken as a world, this is Pakriti, this is a world of change, of time, of death, and birth and death of, of uh, the, the, the of, of, of uh, time, space, and causation, Maya. Raudrai, and you are Nityaye, you are also the unchanging, the eternal, the one behind everything. Gauriye, you are, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, white, light, Datre Namo Namaha. You are the support of this entire universe. Jishnaye Chindarupanye Sukhaye Sridam Namaha. You are the moon, you are moonlight and happiness itself. We bow to you. We discussed this last few weeks ago. Kalyanye Panata Vridye Siddhye Kurmo Namo Namaha. Narityaye Bhudritam Lakshme Sarvanye Tinamo Namaha. You are Kalyan, Kalyani. You are the one who gives welfare. You are uh, 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 prosperity. You are perfection. You are success. We bow to you again and again. Oh, consort of Shiva, or uh, uh, that's a proper thing. You are the good and misfortune of kings. We bow to you again and again. So this is the beginning of the realization. You are, if you are everything, which is how to remember her, then, so we, this is our instruction, how to remember her. You are the good 
you are the bad, you are the changing, you are the eternal. It's a very big thing, right? <laughs> right? You are the one that cut puts us in illusion, you're the one that takes us out of illusion. Right? You know, uh, and, 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 uh, um, and you are the one, even not just us, even Indra, not just any king. I mean, in, Indra is praying, right? So it's not just any, we're, we have a little bit of control over something, right? But almost nothing. We're not like a king or a president or a governor or something. What to speak of the king of the gods or the king of the demons or something. You are, you are, you are the fortune and misfortune of kings. So you are our misfortune and misfortune. This is the beginning. This is what it means. If one remembers you, I remove your problems. So the first thing you think, you are, you are our problems. If you then if like if you're having a major problem and you realize oh that's ma, what happens to your problem? It becomes ma. <laughs> it's no longer a problem. You know, so it's immediately this is the psychology of, of pulling apart your, your problem immediately. Durgaye, Durgaparaye, Saraye, Sarvakarinye. Oh Mother Durga, uh, uh, Durga means she who is difficult, right? She who is difficult to attain, she who is difficulty, Durga, Durga Parai, who takes us across difficulty. Right, so these are all giving clues of the whole thing. So they're praying very specifically, right? This is their saraye sarvakara. You are the essence of everything, and sarvakara, sarvakara, kara means uh, work. You are the essence and the energy and the doer of all work. You do, ev- you are everything. You're the essence of everything, and you're doing everything. If we had this problem, you could see these are big realizations. If we had these realizations, the problem is gone. Uh, um, you are discrimination and you are black like storm clouds. So discrimination, buddhi, gives us intelligence and light. And, and this black of the gormplat is you are our ignorance also, to give that interpretation. You are the color of smoke, of blindness, ignorance. We bow to you again and again. Ati samyati raudrae nata you are at once most gentle and most terrible. That's good. These are big things. We bow to you again and again. We bow to you, the support of the world. Jagat Pradistai, O Goddess Mother, who exists as volition, kritye, or action, or movement. We bow to you again and again. This is the introduction to the main litany. Yadevi Sarvabhuteshu Vishnu Mayati Shabdita. That Yadevi means that goddess. So it's a way of we would say oh go- oh goddess. Right? But this is this is a these are big these are like statements of truth. Right? That goddess, right? Sarva Bhuteshu. Sarva Bhuteshu. Sarva means all, right? And but Bhuta or Bhuteshu means all beings. Bhuta also means all um all elements, right? The five elements. So this whole world is made of the Buddhas, and we are also all Buddhas. We're all beings, right? So by saying Sarva Bhuteshu means the one who exists, Yadevi, in all beings, in all elements, in all things, in all situations. And the above list is the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the the, the intelligence and ignorance. Everything she exists. Yadevi Sarva Vishnu You are that indescribable power pervading all things. You are the lone's old. You are the Lord's own Maya, the power of Vishnu. Right. So, the power of uh, the inscrutable, all per, the inscrutable power pervading all things, Mayati uh, Vishnu Mayati Sabdita, who exists everywhere. Namo, then it says Namastasye, 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 Namo Namaha. 
So that goddess who exists in all beings, we bow again and again and again. Who are you? You are that mysterious power of Vishnu that pervades everything. So the next question is, what is what is what is power of Vishnu, and what is it that pervades everything? We know she is the power of Vishnu, pervades everything. What are those things? So what is what is the power of Vishnu? It's very hard to describe the power, something that belongs to God. God is existence, right? consciousness, and bliss. What are His powers? What are His qualities? Right. So we start. One thing you could say is what is what's his symptom right so the yogis uh, the, the 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 sages is they, they say that god is indescribable yet what how do you know what do we know but so we could say his symptom is that of consciousness or awareness the ground of being right and uh, 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 so to say and that's the vish the power of vishnu oh you who are the power of vishnu right or vishnu so and she also put vishnu into maya put him to sleep by withdrawing his consciousness and awakened his consciousness, right? So it's hinting that you are consciousness, right? And what pervades all things? Does consciousness pervade all things? That's an, if, if, if we're talking consciousness, how does consciousness pervade all things? Well, we're all conscious, we think, kind of, <laughs> some level of consciousness, right? That's one thing. But it's more than that, of course, is what's the substratum of everything? Right, the fact, even one thing, everything exists within consciousness. That's one we can think of it, right? All of you, whether you exist independent of my consciousness, I have no evidence. You exist because of my consciousness. It says, that shining, all things shine. I'm aware of if your existence, whether it exists or not, only, I'm only conscious because of my consciousness. Right, you, that, that's one thing, right? But also we can see, if that's true of me, you also can say the same, you also say the same thing. Right, so there's something, there's consciousness. So, but how do you recognize consciousness? Because we could say, oh, I'm conscious of them. That's the big thing. But you exist in all beings and all these, it's going to start listing all these different forms, all these, them, some Shakti that, that belongs to Vishnu, some power of Vishnu that exists everywhere, right? So the next, Yadavi Sarvabhutachu, Chaitane, Chaitane, Dhyate, my tongue is not working, known as consciousness, Chaitan. Right, and so chetan means consciousness. Chetan also could mean like awareness. Chetan means thinking. So it's kind of an evidence, right? So, and then the namastasya, 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 namonama. Then, the, then the true litany will start. Yadavi sarvabhutayu, bhuri rupena santa. Yadavi sarvabhuteshu, nidha rupena samsita. Who exists, samsita, and all who exists is established in all these forms. And every time I read these, I remember our Guruji, Swami Vishuddhavananda, who's existing here in his murti form. He had a unique uh, language based upon his own. He had not. He said no bookish knowledge. He didn't study books, right? He uh, 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 he had from his own directorization. So he had his own way of describing God, right? So his his favorite way of describing God. He said some that unseen power, right? That was his unseen power, right? We have many seen power, but there's something behind. Like and he gave the example. Can you turn on these outside lights? Since uh, it's perfect, watch. <laughs> right now, there's electricity everywhere, but all of a sudden. Yay! So, so the, some electricity in this light, in the light bulb, becomes light, right? That same electricity in the water heater becomes hot water, in the refrigerator makes coolness, or in the air conditioner becomes cool, in the heater becomes hot, in a in a vehicle it, it it turns wheels, in a radio it creates sound, right? So the electricity we don't see, but its effects we see. So the thing is, how do we see? It's hard to see consciousness because consciousness is a seer, and never a seen. That's a, 
the big theme we've been talking about as of late. Uh, the, the, the seer and the seer consciousness is never an object, but it is an. It becomes. We can we can notice it. We can't see electricity, but you can. You can see light. You can't see. Can't feel electricity, but you can. You can feel heat. It appears in all these different forms. So as they're trying to remember it, like oh, you're the awareness. You're your consciousness. You're everywhere. How, right? As everything. So they start listing all these different permutations, changes, effects of consciousness, right? Symptoms of consciousness. And maybe we can, some people know these verses, but uh, the main part, everybody knows, Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu. We'll chant the section. Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu Budri Rupena Samsvita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu Nidra Rupena Samsvita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu Shuddha Rupena Samsvita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu Chaya Rupena Samsvita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu Shakti Rupena Samsvita Namastasye 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 Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu Trishna Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu Shanti Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu Jati Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu Lajja Rupena Samsita Namastasye Namastasye Namo Namaha Yadevi Sarva Bhuteshu Shanti Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadevi Sarva Bhuteshu Shraddha Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadevi Sarva Bhuteshu Kanti Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadevi Sarva Bhuteshu Lakshmi Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadevi Sarva Bhuteshu Vritti Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadevi Sarva Bhuteshu Smriti Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadevi Sarva Bhuteshu Daya Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadevi Sarva Bhuteshu Tushti Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadevi Sarva Bhuteshu Matri Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha Yadevi Sarva Bhuteshu Branti Rupena Samsita Namastasye 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 Namo Namaha there's two more verses, but they change a little bit. We'll go back to them just now. So these these are different. You can say one way to understand them is different aspects of con- different manifestations of consciousness, and so we feel them, we see them in other people. We feel they're el- they're evidence of a living being, and they're li- evidence of, of, of that means they're evidence of the, uh, uh, and everything in nature has these. There's almost nothing that doesn't. So we'll go, I, we could give a long class on each one of these words and many commentaries and have been written, but we'll just get in a general way. So first is buddhi rupena samsita, in the form of intelligence. right? Uh, 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 then nidra rupen, in the form of sleep. So in a certain sense, buddhi and nidra are, are seen as almost opposites. 
right? And that, of course, everything has to fall asleep. Even the goddess falls asleep. Even Vishnu falls asleep, right? Uh, nature itself falls asleep. So it's not. This is not a judgment. But when you see something falling asleep, oh my God, it's such a bad person fall asleep. That's the Devi's. That's proof of the Devi's existence. That's she's also asleep. She's intelligent. She's forgetfulness. She's wakefulness. She's uh, sleepiness. Sleepiness or sleep. Shuddha rupena samsita. Shuddha here means hunger. Right. Uh, uh, uh. You can go. What what does hunger mean? From a lack of something, you know. You can go deeper, but this is one evidence. Shuddha, chaya. Chaya means in the form of chaya means um, uh, 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 shadow. Shadow. Daima, daima. shadow. Uh, um, so sh- uh, hmm? so here it means appearance. Yeah. So it means something that appears. Something uh, taken like that appearance. Chaya rupena samsita. Shakti Rupena Samsita, this is the main one, you know, a form of energy. Every time you see Shakti, right? And Shakti appears, all these are names of Shakti, but Shakti means any energy, any power, any strength, any valor, any movement, any vibration, that's Shakti. Shakti Rupena Samsita, Trishna Rupena Samsita, Trishna just like like thirst, just like hunger means thirst, right? So thirst, Trishna, Kshanti, Kshanti means that of forgiveness. Jati, jati, jati means existence. It means birth. It means, it means, uh, 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 it means many things. Here it really means existence or birth, or getting a body or a family or a lineage, the way of, of how we're born and organized and species and families and caste and all that. That's called jati. Jati rupena samsita, laja rupena samsita, in the form of humility. Shanti rupa, in the form of peacefulness. We like this one. Shraddha, shraddha means faith. Uh, faith. Kanti rupena samsita. Kanti means modesty. Like laja, slightly different. And actually, laja and kanti appear in all four hymns. These are qualities. And you see the, 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 the great goddess, who's a warrior goddess, right? Who's screaming, howling with jackals, drinking, <laughs> drinking demon's blood out of her skull cup, <laughs> naked, shouting, wild hair. Whenever people pray to her, you are modesty, you are humility, you are gentleness, you are beauty, right? Because uh, we, even within that fierce form, the feminine qualities are all there. Shadarupa um, Rakanti, uh, Lakshmi, Lakshmi Rupan, in the form of, of course, means Goddess Lakshmi, but Lakshmi means, uh, uh, we get the word luck from it, right? Auspiciousness or success, uh, 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 happiness, uh, money, prosperity, uh, like this. What did I put? Auspiciousness, that's a good enough. Right, Lakshmi. Vritti. Vritti means all movement. Anything you see moving, this is proof. Like the light's proof of electricity. Anything moving, vibrating, is proof of... of and even the movement in the mind is proof of consciousness. If there is no consciousness, the, con- the mind would not move. Smriti Rupena, in the form of, of remembrance. So this is what they're trying to do. You know, the, uh, they're trying to... If you remember her... End all problems. The form of compassion. And sometimes we think, oh, this is. We were talking about this a few weeks ago in class. That, uh, uh, like, oh, the goddess is compassionate. Right? But the problem, this is in the world of duality, we only can think like this. But there's no duality, actually. Right? And so even all these things, Daya, Sviti, Tushta, Smit, all these things are actually describing one thing, not many things. They're describing one quality, not many qualities. When we separate it, okay, we can say an aspect of that one thing we call Daya, Daya. Another aspect we call Smriti or Laja. 
right? But then, who does she have compassion on? There's no second being, if we take this from a non-dualistic perspective, right? So she is compassion. She is thirst. She's not thirsty, right? You know, she's not hungry. She's hunger, right? So she's every, every, in other words, everything we see is not, these are her, oh my God, Ma's angry at us. Ma's anger, right? Anger is, is her manifestation. She's not angry. Ma's loving. She, no, she's love. Right, and you think is you know it's like when 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 we see her aspect of anger, and in the world duality, oh my God, I'm angry, she's angry, rather than the thing itself. She's the thing itself, right? She's anger, she's hunger, she's thirst, right? She's compassion, she's you know. So it's an interesting thing. It's just in the world that we can't we 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 cannot help but make some subject objecty thing out of it like this. Tushti rupena samsita. Tushti means in the form of satisfaction. She becomes satisfied. She's satisfaction. Right? Uh, and then matri rupena. The most popular one is matri rupena samsita in the form of the mother. Of course, we all have our mother. She is a mother. But mother has many meanings also. Mother means the source. Right? The, found, the source of everything is we call the mother and the mother of, of existence. Mm. And then the most unpopular one. So after all this, all these are glorious things, right? You know, shakti and I mean hunger and, and those are good enough. Ice cream fixes most things. Most of these can be cleared by ice cream, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's also ice cream, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but matri, matri, and then it says branti, right? Branti is very, very. Well, what a, what a horrible way to end the whole thing. Right? <laughs> it means error, mistake, right? Or Illusion or or confusion. These all these come like that because but this is the point Right, they they the, the problem is they forgot They made a mistake. They didn't see her when they were seeing her this whole shumba niche everything came all the problem They lost heaven. They're thrown out of heaven. They're thrown embarrassed walking around. They lost everything And they got confused. So but as soon as they see you are Branti also you are this also immediately she disappears. I mean, it disappears and she, she appears, right? So the Shankaracharya gives this example of, 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 of seeing a wave in the ocean, right? You say, oh my God, there's so many waves. How do we get rid of the waves? How do you get, it's like, I, look at the water. As soon as you see the water, what happens? The water, the wave is nothing but water, right? But as soon as you see, and seeing wave, you know, wave means, means a movement of water. Durga, Durga. A wave is, we know intellectually, wave is nothing but water. We say, oh my God, look at those big waves. Right now, the waves are very big, right? You went, big waves, right? You know, wow, the big waves, right? You don't say, oh my God, look at that water, right? You say, oh my God, look at those waves, right? And we know waves are nothing but water, right? But if we see, if we notice, we see the water, the wave disappears, right? So you see Ma, the problem disappears. You see Ma, the, the demons disappear, right? This is given symbolically, we have a big fight because it's not. Sometimes it's not instantaneous, but it is instantaneous. This whole battle, it may take three hours to recite the chandi, but it can happen in a second. Demons come up, demons are destroyed in a second. <laughs> right? From remembrance to forgetfulness, right? So if you come to the great line, he says, how long does it take to, to, to become free? Instantly. Right? First you're bound, now you're free. Why don't it take like that? He says, imagine a room full of darkness, and you turn on the light. The darkness go instantly it can happen. Or the classic example, you see a, ro- a rope coiled up, and you think, it's, oh my God, it's a snake. No, look at it. It's a rope. Oh, it's a rope. How long does it take? 
It may take a long time to convince you, no, I still think, no, it's a snake. <laughs> maybe it's a rope. I don't know. It looks a lot like a snake. I don't trust you, but maybe I trust you. You've been around it. Maybe, you know. But if, once you get it, it, the snake disappears. But then you're still like, wow, that rope looks like a snake. Right? You can still say that, right? That water looks like waves, right? Or that prob- that maw looks like a problem, right? That, that energy looks like electricity. That electricity looks like light. Right, you see the one that unseen power becomes seen. Once you see her, it's not what well, that's a problem. God is an unseen power, right? When it becomes a seen power, then it's not a problem anymore, right? We call that enlightenment, right, or illumination, or something like that. You, the you gyan, right, uh, realization, right. Uh, so then the final Indra Indrianam Adishtatri Bhutanam Chakadeshuya Bhutte Shutritam Tasye Vyapta Devi Namonamaha. O Divine Mother, you preside over all the senses, you abide in all beings, and pervade all things. Right? You you're controlling us. You per, you you abide everywhere and you and, and uh, um, you abide in everything and you pervade everything. That's a big thing. Right? And then it says Namonamaha. Now it's re- completely reaffirmed. You don't have to guess. O Divine Mother, you pervade the world and abide here. You pervade the world, I mean there, that, and exist here in me, in us, right, in the form of Chittirupena, in the form of consciousness. Again, it's all about seeing that unseen energy, that is consciousness. It's unseen because it's a seer. It's very hard to see the seer. It's impossible to see the seer, right? Right. But the Yoga Sutta gives the thing: if the, when the vrittis become calm, then the seer sees itself, rests in its own nature, right? That's the secret, right? The, the, in verse two and three of the of, of the Yoga Sutta, right? It's a very important thing. Let me end. Let me find the final verses here. Uh, I said chapter five, right? Chapter five. Thank you. <laughs> One oh three. Yes. Praised long ago by the, so this is, I don't have this in my original Sanskrit, but praised long ago by the gods for filming their desire, and likewise honored daily by the Lord of the gods. May Ishwari, the source of all good, create happiness and prosperity for us, and may she destroy our misfortune. It changes meter. I don't have that original meter. You can maybe. There, oh, there's a car- carpet back there. Sorry, it's not so. We have a very small, intimate space here. Um, uh-uh. <laughs> tormented by arrogant datas. This is all of us. I'm tormented by arrogant datas or demons, right? We gods now honor her, the supreme power. We remember that unseen power, the supreme power behind everything. With body bowed down with the, in devotion, at this moment we remember her who destroys all afflictions. So it's a very, at this moment, remember who destroyed her. It means at this moment, afflictions are destroyed. It's the same thing, the same thing, right? Remembering her is the cure. Forgetting her means affliction. Forgetting affliction, but it doesn't mean afflictions don't come because the waves still come. If you see the water, you still get knocked over. <laughs> you can still trip. Even if you don't know, even if you know the snake is the rope is not a snake, you can still trip on it. It's still a ro- rope. Still d- complicated. <laughs> Seeing everything as ma doesn't make problems go away, but it does make problems go away, right? You see, then it becomes a lila. It becomes a different, a completely different thing. It becomes real. It becomes a, a play of realization and deeper understanding and 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 introspection and and higher and higher realizations. It's a very different thing. Right. 
Vishuvacha the seer said, O king, while the gods were thus engaged in praise and adoration, Parvati came to bathe in the waters of the Ganga. This is, I don't have these in Sanskrit, but this is my favorite little, little scene. What time is it now? Six. Six or five. Okay, I'm good. I thought we didn't, I didn't think we were, I didn't prepare this section because I didn't think we'd get to it, but it's good. O king, while the gods were thus engaged, uh, the, the Parvati came to bathe in the waters. Remember, they're in the Himalayas. Right, so this has deep meaning. They're on the top of the Himalayas, which means if we give a yogic meaning, this means top of the head and stuff and stuff. And Parvati, Parvati is a goddess, the daughter of the Himalayas, Parvat. Uh, it's 291. 104. If you go to page 291. Oh, the Sanskrit. Oh, oh, thank you. What is it? Two. Thank you. 291. Thank you. Two. Thank you. If I need the Sanskrit, I'll look there. Uh, uh, you are uh, uh, so Parvati is the, god, the daughter of the Parvata mountain, right? The name of the Himalayas, right? So they're on the Himalayas praying to her, so she appears. But she says she comes while they're all going Yadevi, Sarvabhuteshu, like this. <laughs> she goes and she she goes to the Himalayas and she takes to take her bath, right? She who is a fair continent asks the gods while she's very very nonchalant type of thing, right? This is one of my favorite lines. Who are you praying to? Who are you praising? You see, like, you got Yadevi, Sarvabhutish. Who are you praying to? Right? He says, From her own body, an auspicious form emerged and gave the answer. Right? So, out of Parvati came another form. Right? So, this is into Parvati. If we take it yogically, which is how we're, yogi- we're trying to be yogis, we tend, <laughs> we tend to interpret things yogically. Uh, 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 what is it? So, Parvati means the body, means this mountain, this earth. Right from the earth, from the body, something comes out and gives the answer. In a certain sense, we're all also asking, even the question, even the ability to ask, who are we praying to? What, who is this God we keep being told to pray to? Right? <laughs> we're supposed to believe in or think about. Right? Even that's her. Vritti rupena, branti rupena, matri rupena. You know that buddhi uh, rupena. Even that is her. That's even our questioning is her. If we question, she herself answers. We, when we say Budi Rupin, Budi asks questions. Yadevi Sarvabhut, you are, who's the, an, the answer? Budi, it's from within Budi itself the answer will come. Within Branti, the answer will come. Right? And that answer, something interesting happens, right? And so she says, This hymn is an appeal to me. That means Yadevi Sarvabhuti Shu, Chaita Rupin. So the consciousness itself, the hidden, the unseen power, our Guruji's unseen power, right? herself gives the answer. This is a statement of realization. It's me. Right? This hymn is addressed to me, me by those whom the demons Shumba has cast out by the assembled by the assembled gods whom Nishumba defeated in battle. Right? It is me who you all have uh, are calling to after being humiliated and thrown out of heaven by Shumba and Nishumba. By two little pathetic brothers who came up like this. Right? Right, and uh, and since Ambika, one another popular name of the of of the mother uh, uh, means mother, right, uh, uh, of the goddess, one of the third most popular name in the Chandi, I think, uh, um, second or third, uh, because Ambika came forth from Parvati's body, right, she is glorified in all the world as Koshiki. Koshiki means she who comes out of a sheath. Kosha means sheath or body or covering. Right, and sometimes it's we can think of it as like a sword out of a, out of out of a sheath, that type of thing, right? So she who comes out, so or comes out of a covering, which is our covering. So 
So the yogis have interpreted it. It's not so hard to interpret it this way. It's, it, the image is too dramatic, right? She comes out, it's the awakening of Kundalini. So even the, the real, we don't have to do something to awaken Kundalini. We can do stuff. We can try to do stuff to awaken Kundalini, but it's potentially dangerous. Even seeing her is the awakening of Kundalini. Realizing her is the Kundalini. So Holy Mother said, well, how do you awaken Kundalini? Just chant Japa and pray to her with love and devotion. As you, as you realize her, if your love increases, and you start thinking of her and seeing her, that itself means Kundalini. It doesn't have to be as dramatic as, you know, <laughs> jumping and things like that, you know. That's usually the sign of improper practice anyway. Too much jumping like this, right? Your, your, your realization is energetically described as the awakening of Kundalini. Psychologically described as realization. Right, uh, same, 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 same thing. So she, so, so she came out of the she's that that uh, from Parvati from the body comes the energy that's within the body. That's within everything, within Yadavi Sarvabhuta, it's within all beings and all elements. She's the one unseen power. When we see her, that's a very big thing. Right, you're praying to me. You're yeah, that that Devi that you keep saying Yadavi, Yadavi, Sarvabhuta, Yadavi. Me Devi. <laughs> what Devi? Me Devi, right? <laughs> Sorry, a little corny, but what can I do? I'm not good at corny stuff. <laughs> Try to pull it off. Uh, 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 Thereupon, poverty became black, right? Uh, uh, thus, she is known as Kalika, right? So, this is so from poverty comes this glorious form, and then she becomes black. It says she became black out of anger, right? Because of those demons that have to be taken care of, right? But and actually, Parvati, the, there's there's a text called she used not all the time. There's a text called Kalika Purana, a very important text on Kali. But we say Kalika Purana, but it's not actually a text on like I mean, Kali appears, but it's not a text on as Kali with a sword. So it's most of the stories of Parvati and Shiva, and Parvati's name is Kali because Parvati is dark, right? She's dark complexion, and one thing there's a whole story in the Kalika where he gets a little Shiva. She thinks. She thinks, but you know, she's all, she gets a little confused. She thinks Shiva may have looked at some, some lighter skin girl, and thinking, oh, it's like this, and she gets upset like this. So then she performed thousands of years of austerities and took a bath and comes out light skinned, gory. Kali became Gori. So that's Kali is not always Kali Kali like inside. Sometimes it's a name for Parvati herself. But here it does mean also it means that Parvati's nature is dark. She's dark skinned and then becomes light skinned a transformation of tapasya but she's also goddess kali because she's she appears in this fierce form of kali kalika thereupon parvati became black thus known as kalika she makes her abode in the himalayas so where does she she lives and of course they're in the himalayas she appeared as a daughter of the himalayas i mean she's born from the mountain right if we take it to himalayan be the body she's born from the body and she makes her abode on the body in the body that's a big thing that real when Ma the awakened, you see her, she's running. She's her bode's always his body, but now we see the unseen power becomes seen. Right? And yogically also on the Himalayas could be the top of the head. This is where Ma dances on top of Shiva. You know, there's given symbolic meaning like that too. Right. Then Chandamunda, the two servants of Shumba and Nishumba, beheld Ambika caps Ambika's captivating beauty. So then it goes, the story will summarize the story here then when they saw this glorious kundalini awakening this goddess uh, um, Shumba and Nishumba had two attendants what did I just say what their name was Chanda and Munda right Chanda and Munda right Chanda and Munda I think that's that what it says okay yes. sorry I don't want to mess it up but uh, Chanda and Munda and Chanda and so and Chanda and Munda they first they go this, oh she's beautiful 
wow, look how much, look how powerful she is. That the power, even when we see that unseen power, if we're not refined, or parts of us that aren't refined, what do we think about it? Oh, we should own that. We should control that. We immediately, the ego possesses, I and mine. Immediately says mine. Right? It's, and anything, anything divided in mine. Even, co- and, co- and, and it is ours, our own energy, our own Shakti, but it's not ours. Right? It's the, sh- you know, so we go mine. Right? And it's, it's actually our master, Shumba and Nishumba, they should, should marry her immediately. Right? So then they go, and they go to Shumba and Nishumba, and oh, there's a beautiful girl sitting there in the Himalayas. We've never seen any girl like her. Trust me, none of you have ever seen a girl like her. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see, even just go in the next room, you'll see a girl that like you've never seen anything like her before. <laughs> and she gets more beautiful every time, right? And, but, but we'd be very foolish to say, oh, then she sh- we should enjoy her, and we, sh- we should marry her, and we should, you know, that's a very dangerous position. Right? And so she, she goes, and they go and tell Shumba and Ishumba, there's a beautiful girl, you should go immediately and, and get her. You, and either you or your brother. Right? For those you see, they're the same. Shumba and Ishuma, this ego and this lack, all come from the same, they're the same knot, just two sides of the same knot, right? And so, so Shumba, anyways, the story goes, and, and, and they send the messenger, and there's, there's a whole, whole thing. I'm just going to summarize the story because we won't get a chance to speak to the end of, for the rest of Navarachi. Uh, um, uh, it's an important story to think about, right, during Navarachi. It's one of the main stories. So, uh, 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 and when Shumba says, "Yes, I should, I should, he should marry me, right?" And 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 or my brother, my loving brother, who is as dear to my life. So he tells some people, messenger, and uh, Sugriva, I think, is a messenger, right? He takes Sugriva, go and tell her, right? Tell her and convince her with sweet words to marry me. <laughs> and if she says no, then drag her by the hair and bring her here. This is a very. This is the way you woo women. In case you're wondering, first tell them all about your good qualities. If that doesn't work, force them. This is a demonic way of thinking. Of course, this is the demonic way of thinking in the world, but it's also our internal thing because this energy, this consciousness, this subtle energy that's behind everything animates everything, including ourselves. How do we treat it? We have to be very careful. Mm. We can't m- manipulate it and force it and try to impress it, mm. right? So they go and says, "Oh, oh, beautiful Devi, oh Devi, whoever you are, you know, you're very beautiful." And something that beautiful should definitely be possessed by Shumba and Nishumba, <laughs> right? Says, look, look how many beautiful things they have, right? They stole Indra's horse and Indra's elephant. And they've, they've you know, the, the swans and chariots of Brahma are in their possession, right? Uh, 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 all the treasures of the, of the ocean are in their treasury, right? They, they, um, so this is very impressive. Look, I have, I have so many, look how rich I am, look how beautiful I am. Look how many powerful, wonderful things I've got. I stole all of them. <laughs> Right? Right? Look how much I possess. You should also. I possess so many treasures. He's speaking in, uh, Sugriva speaking in the voice of Shumba, Nishumba, speaking, speaking for them, messenger, right? He says, uh oh, I have so many treasures, and you're a treasure amongst women, so you should also come to me and be enjoyed by me. Marry me immediately. Right? And so this girl who shows up and says, who's being praised by me? She re- you already know she has a bit of an attitude. <laughs> right? That a, you know? And so she says, no, that sounds, she sounds very impressive. I'm summarizing a little bit. <laughs> if, <I can, laughs> if I can summarize the Chandi, he sounds very powerful indeed. Very handsome and powerful. Right? And very impressive how he stole everything. <laughs> right? <And laughs> you know, this is very good qualities. And any, and any girl would be lucky to have him. You know? Not really, but this is like... Uh, but I've taken in my youth I take a very foolish vow 
<laughs> right? My vow was that only I'd only marry that man who can conquer me in battle. <laughs> right? This is the thing. Anybody who can defeat me in battle, because what's her name? Aparajita. The one that's inconf- in, indefeatable, unconquerable. So in other words, no man can marry her. Actually, one man has married her already. <laughs> right? Shiva is the only one who conquered her. So I've taken a vow that, on, that only I w- would marry a man. So if he wants, he can come and fight me. If he fights me and if he wins, and he says, oh my, don't be so hot, you haughty girl, don't, what are you doing? Like, he uses his words, right? Imagine, right? He says, we, don't, make, don't make me make you um, um, uh, uh, so dignified that I drag you by the hair to them. He says, what to do? Give my message to your lords? Let them do what they want. And then he, then he invokes out of a scene of, of, of uh, with that Disney movie, that uh, that famous Fanta- Fanta- Fantasia, Fantasia. Right? when he invokes all the demons, remember that you know he invokes all of his demons. Go get her, fight her, right? And he, and 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 um, uh, what is it? Dumralochana uh, and all these. I mean, all very symbolic. Smoke eyes and these demons was, who like foul mouth and crooked mind and broken promises and 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 ignorant consciousness. I mean, the names mean that, so it's not so hard to give it a symbolic meaning when the names mean translated as that. You know, <laughs> I like it. Like Durmuk is like filthy mouth. <laughs> these are, we all have these. You see, when we're challenged, all these qualities can come up immediately. Bang! You know all these things. Within, we 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 can conjure we can conjure up an army, an imaginary army of demons in seconds. Go get her, fight her, right? Destroy her, bring her to me. Somehow, whatever you know, you know, you love her and hate her at the same time. Right? Bring her to me, right? And so they all come, and she goes, whom? Right? And poof, everything's ash. Right? That didn't that didn't go very good. So the month her sound actually, de- and also it describes her when she got up f- from her seat for battle. It's described that her crown scraped the her feet touched the earth, shook the earth, and her crown scraped the heavens. Right, very powerful thing. And then her bow shook the earth. Right, this is the symbol of the fully awakened Kundalini. You can see it's that as it's as it's coming to its own. Right, and tremendous sound. With that sound of whom called the Kurtubija, everything reduced. His army, all these demons and armies reduced to ashes. And she sends. Again, uh, Chanda and Munda, which represent yogically and in the text itself describes lust and uh, lust and anger, all right, desire and anger, because lust and anger always go together. So remember, anger, anger is thwarted lust. Anger, when a desire is not satisfied, we become angry, naturally, right? So, and then she, you know, the story, she chops off their head, and that's why she comes holding two, two beautiful heads, and she becomes known as Chamun, uh, Chamunda. Chamunda e viche. Viche means cut, right? Says, uh, 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 so she be known as the one who destroys. That's a big. This is a big. If we want to kill Shumba and Nishuma, we have to go through lots of. It's not easy to get to the ego so directly, or that uh, not ego, but you know that that type of ego very directly. So many things: ignorance and uh, lack of uh, lack of awareness, confusion. All these things have to be dealt with one by one. Right or all by one, who knows? By like one sound, and then the big things like our desires and frustrated desires and the anger and reactions that come from frustrated that have to be dealt with, have to be, you know. Uh, and she says, I, I offer. You. She comes back because at this point, she, Kali comes and Durga's come and Ambika. There's all these forms that have come, and they're all fighting with all these different, you know, uh, these different forms of Shakti fighting all these demons. And she, when she kills uh, uh, Chanda and Munda, she she comes to Kali, comes to uh, to Durga, another form, and says, "I give, bring you these 
as 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 an animal sacrifice in battle, and the sacrifice of battle, right? So this is very big. This is the battle we're really going to. This is this is the real battle, right? It's not just. I mean, the world's preparing for battles and battling right now, right? But that's not the real battle. And right now during Navaratri, a lot of animals are being sacrificed. This is not the real animal sacrifice. But the real battle and the real sacrifice is the battle against our selfish desire and the anger that comes with selfish desire is thwarted, right? It's a very big, this is the core thing. It's manifested in, in all levels of reality, but this is the core story. And then finally, as we end the story, uh, uh, Shumba and Nishumba get into the, into the action. And uh, uh, first Nishumba is destroyed, then Shumba is destroyed. But it's very interesting when, when uh, 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 the battle is very... When Shumba is destroyed, very, Nishumba is destroyed, Shumba is very quickly falls, right? Because when that... Remember that, that the, the whole ego comes up, propped up by this sense of lack. When that is, you know, the, the two constantly going back and forth. When that, and, that and, go, and then what happens, as soon as that happens, it's described one of my favorite scenes. One of my favorite lines, and we used to give our classes during Navaratri. Over 10 days, we're, t- we're giving all these classes, right? Or nine days, right? We, we, we do, our crowds got too big, that's our problem, you know? We'd have a th- we could have a thousand people a night during the big hovens and classes like that. So Ma has to accept Japa <laughs> and Kirtan instead. Um, uh, but, you know, we do these fires, these, these fire ceremonies, then we, then we do the class. At the end, you know, if we give our class, the fire would still be burning. Right, and it's at the last line it says, "When when Shumba and Nishumba were destroyed, right, the gods uh, uh, rained down flowers from heaven. You could feel it, you know, at the end of ten nine days of, of sadhana and puja, right? And it says, and the gods and the Gandharvas played on instruments, and the Gandharvas danced and sang, and the Apsaras sang, right? It says, and and um, uh, and the sacred fires would were, were, were burning once again." And you could see that our fire would still be going, you know, it's like a very, but you could see that's the, the scene that actually happens when everything is restored, right? And then they pray, the final prayer at the 11th chapter is that, uh, that famous, that uh, 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 and then like this. It's a very, um, uh, these three stories of Madhu Kaitaba, of Mahishasuda, Shuma Nishuma, and his cohorts. In such a simple way, in just a few verses, really, they're not the lab- The stories aren't elaborately told; they're barely told. In other texts, they're elaborately told. They're told in thousands of verses. Every Bhagavatam, these each story takes a thousand verses to tell what's told in in, in eighty verses in the in the in, in the Chandi, right? Very elaborate. But you see, in Chitras, and what happened actually is interesting. The 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 Chandi is in Markandeya Purana. Right, not a, it, Narkandeva Purana is not directly a, sh- a Shakta Purana. It's not a, sh- a Devi Purana, right? And there's a question. Somebody made the sage made a, a, a statement about how Suvarni becomes Manu. Suvarni became is a Manu. I think I'm not sure if he's our Manu or the previous Manu. Maybe he's our Manu now. Suvarni, right? So somebody asked, "Oh, how did Suvarni become Manu?" And then a very elaborate, all these stories are told, not even to say, oh, who's Kali or who's Devi or how do we fall into Maya? How does Sivarni become Manu? It's told as a by-the-way story. In a text, it's not about the goddess. Right? But people notice there's something special in these little tiny, it's like, such, it's like, it's like a, you know, a master writer in a, few, in a few lines. A poet in a few lines can tell everything. Right? And they realize these, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot hidden in these. And then they also discovered, as they began to read it, that there's not only the story good, there's power in these words. Right? And the Puranas have no restriction. Anybody can chant Puranas. 
It's not like the Vedas or the Tantra that require initiations or born of the Brahmin for the for for the um, uh, born of the male Brahmin that's trained for the Vedic mantras or at least initiation by a guru in the Tantric mantras. Puranas anybody can read. People begin to realize there's power in these words, right? But power again is dangerous, right? It's like un- electricity. There's unseen, but if you touch it, you, <laughs> it can be felt and danger if you don't know how to d- what you're doing, right? So, and they began, people began to, just by chanting the mantras, they began to get power, right? Uh, 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 uh. And sometimes misuse that power, like a demon rather than the deva, right? Or hurt themselves with that power, burn themselves with that power. So then, uh, Brahma, Vishishta, and Vishwamitra, Brahma and the Tisu sages, they made it, they gave, they call it a curse, but they gave a, 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 a they put the power of the mantras into, a, with a key. Right, it's called the. Uh, 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 so there's a hymn we chant when we when we're reciting the chandi. There's a verse that re- re- repeats like 25 times. May the curse of Brahma Vishnu Vishnu be unlocked, because we want to get the power. That, but we're careful because we're, <laughs> you know, it's like we're trying to, you know, we're licking our fingers and keep poking the, the, the a plug. Come on, come on, <laughs> we'll get it to work. You know, we still have to know what we're doing. But why did they lock it? Right, and then there's a kilakam, there's a pin, there's a key, there's a lock, there's all these, there's a cover, there's all these things to cover it, because there's a lot of power. Both uh, it could be dangerous for ourselves and dangerous for others also. Um, and so it says that there's a there's for those who are initiated into the chandi, there's a mantra called Navarana mantra, nine-lettered mantra. I mean, clean chamundeviche. Right, uh, that is said that one is initiated into that mantra by a guru or like tradition like that, then one has the uh, uh, authority in a certain sense to recite. Anybody can we can recite, we recite the chandi, we, we should all recite the chandi, it's very beautiful, right? And very powerful. We sent Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu, right? That's a very good, but we can say Yadavi Sarva Bhuteshu and not like you know, ruin our nervous system and get <laughs> unlimited power to fight, you know, <laughs> to smite our enemies or something like that. That's not the, we can't do that, right? But so, so uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, there's mantric power into the Chandi. So then it says, some attribute it to Adi Shankaracharya, some go further back and say it's Ravana himself, who was a great debut of Pasuk, right? It's a, or who knows, it's not, there's no known, but this, uh, uh, what's it, uh, uh, Mahisha Sudha Marudini Stotanam. We'll chant it just now. Right? We chant it every night during Navaratri. It says that he put all the stories and philosophy of the Chandi into that. In a simple beautiful form, right? And it's more but if you notice it, there's there's more into the sound than there is into the meaning. There's not much meaning. A word is repeated again and there's all because what he's doing, whoever did it, whether it was Shankara or whoever 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 did it, there's all these Bij mantras hidden. There's not a single beach mantra spoken. It doesn't say I am Klim Chamunde Vache Hum Kram. It doesn't say it like that. You know, not like that, right? But within it, there's you know, Brahmara, some you know, all these different sounds that it says that that he put without any restriction, without any danger, the meaning and beauty of the Chandi, right, and the and the glory of the goddess who's being worshipped in the Chandi, as well as the mantric power of the Chandi, right, without any restriction and without any danger. Whereas very beautiful. Very beautiful hymn. So that's <coughs> so we're not reciting the chandi or telling the story of the chandi every day, but we are reciting the chandi and telling the story every day by reciting the Mahisha Sudha Mardini Stotram. Jai Jai He Mahisha Sudha Mardini Ramya Kapardini Shahirasite. Are there any questions or comments? We'll end there. As it gets dark and colder, and as fall definitely feel we definitely feel the change of weather now. I shall even cover up, which is unusual.
What time is it now? 6.28. I got two, I got two minutes before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Guruji, during Navratri, uh, is there chanting these mantras not at night or sometimes so no so the, the Mahishadamari has no restrictions mm -hmm. the Chandi is not chanted at night mm -hmm. if you read if you chant if you read you can read the Chandi at night but the recit recitation mm -hmm. the because just like it's a Purana there's no restrictions to the Purana mm -hmm. but restrictions have come because it's been seen to be different as a sadhana, mm -hmm. right? And so when we recite the chandi, if you're reciting the chandi, it's that first supposed to be initiated into the, into the mantra, but if you're not still chanting, then it should be, it said, it sh it's all these rules. One, it should, it should be done only in the daytime. It should not be done with the body moving. Like, you know, we chant like, like that, the chandi should be chanted still body. It should be read, uh, um, but not from your own handwriting. There's <laughs> all these interesting rules, you know. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, 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 nobody should interrupt you or touch you while you're chanting. There's all these like restrictions uh, to do it properly, you know. Uh, uh, but 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 the reading of the ch so in the chandi itself it says right at the end it's called the false postuti, the final chapter, or the second to the final chapter, second to the final chapter, chapter twelve. It says that this hymn of my glories, the goddess herself is speaking, right, should be recited or read or heard or explained. All these are, this is, or, this is all type of yagya, right? So we, I'm not qualified to chant that. I, I don't want to mispronounce the chandi. I'm too scared to, to recite the chandi publicly, at least. I can struggle slowly through the hymns, but, I, but it's because it's a powerful month that I don't want to mispronounce, right? So, uh, uh, but we can, we can read it, and we can explain it and think about it. That's the same as reading it without any danger also, right? And it says that, that any, any auspicious occasion, uh, 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 be any occasion becomes auspicious when this hymn is read or chanted or heard or explained, right? Especially, it says, the the autumn worship of the goddess, which is now, right? Especially the Navaratri. So it's especially meant to be chanted or heard or read or explained uh, uh, on Navaratri. Navaratri. This pleases her. And, and, and then it says that by reading it's all inauspicious things, all bad dreams go away, all demons go away, and all ghosts go away, all bad planetary um, uh, uh, planetary uh, effects get nullified uh, uh, um, uh, children who are can't sleep will go to sleep I mean there's all these uh, uh, called the pulse to give like that uh, uh. and I didn't mention I will mention just in, in a few lines there's, there's a there's a background story to these three stories about a king a merchant and a sage the king is named Surata the merchant is named Samadhi and the sage is named Medas, right? And so Samadhi and, and, and Surata, they lose everything and get, they lose their kingdom, they lose their family and everybody turns against them and they find themselves lost in the forest or hiding in the forest. And, and they meet each other and they start talking about oh, my problems and my, your problem, I have the same type of problems. And then one of them says, you know, but the problem is, even though like my family has rejected me or my kingdom has rejected me, Still, I'm so attached to them. I'm wondering what they're doing. You know, are they happy? The, the, my sons who actually who who overthrew my kingdom and kicked me out, right? Still, are they okay? Are they eating well? Are they? Is my elephant being well fed? I mean, I mean, this type of you know, and and they say, what is it? And so then they 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 meet the sage Medas and his ashram, and they ask him, this king and this king and this and and me the, the uh, I forget who's speaking, but the two of us we have this problem. What is it? that makes us attached to the very things that give us suffering. What make, and, and he says, oh, it's Mahamaya. Mm. Right? <laughs> right? 
<laughs> right, it's Mahamaya. And Mahamaya, who is this Mahamaya? What is this Mahamaya? What are her stories? And then he starts, once upon a time, when Vishnu was laying in the cosmic ocean, Brahma came out, and, and these stories are told to explain what is Mahamaya. Right, and he, says, and he says, this Mahamaya throws everything into illusion, including great sages. Right, so we're not we're 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 all trying to be little sages. We're not great sages, but even the great rishis, even Vishnu, is thrown into Maya by her. Right, he says when that's her nature. She in the world of the world of duality, she throws everyone to Maya. It's only her, and because of that, we don't see her. Which is our point we've made again and again for years. Right, but when worshipped, when remembered, when prayed to, when thought about, then she removes. She she gives realization. Called Vijamaya, Avijamaya. She's Takurthi. She grants. She she deludes everyone, and she liberates everyone or illuminates everyone. Right. So again, to all these stories and that him remembering her is the solution. Forgetting her, but also forgetting her is her. Remembering her is her. That's the problem. <laughs> so we have to. So Takur would would pray to her. Right. Oh mother, do not delude me by thy world bewitching Maya. Right. Oh, that's only you. Your Maya, your Ma- you, you, it's your Maya and your Maya, both. You know, it's like it's both yours and it's you, right? But that's not the form of you that I want. I want to remember you and not forget you, right? You know, that so we see her and forget her. We want to see her and remember her, right? And see, we want to see her, you know, that just rem- you know, and not, not miss her. And so that's the difference between illusion and liberation. There's actually no, like, like Swamiji said, from, an inst- from one instant you remember her, forget her. It's you go from liberated to bound within one one trick of the mind. Mm. With skateboard. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's a dangerous thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yes. Uh, uh, so anyway, so this made made us samadhi and and um, surata, right? Made us. Uh, we last minute thing I want to not forget because it's an important part of the chandi. Surata means good means good cart a good good um chariot right it means good action right so he king represents dharma dharmic action and samadhi represents union and meditative absorption right so we sometimes say that these are the two sides the internal and the external point of religion externally it's dharma we live dharmic righteous lives how to live in this world how to how to live in mother's realm right conscious of her and serving her and doing the right for her right and, but internally, how to become in union with her, how to become one with her, how to realize her, right? And that question, who, who do we ask? Medas means very subtle intelligence. Medas Shakti. We have, we've forgotten Medas. We have, all of us have, if we train ourselves to awaken again, right, our Medas, to our inner, intu- we could maybe call it spiritual intuition, Right, and this story is a mythological story. You could say, you know, it's a history of a certain certain story. It's a history of ancient mythology. You could say, right? What does that mean? So it's it's a story. It's using the language of Medus is not clear description. It's our, it's intuitive. It's subtle. It's poetical, right? It's symbolic. It's metaphorical. It's you know, it's mystical. It's shamanistic. It's it's a, uh, and so we all have that. So this whole story can take place within a second. We have to find that. We have to find Medus. Sometimes we 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 have made us inside but sometimes we need to find him outside so then we find guru right we call cheta guru and bahir guru cheta guru means our own mind becomes guru if we if we can find our made us said the purified mind and the purified soul is the same 
right? The inner guru is there. But sometimes we go to an external guru, we go to the sages, we go to the scriptures, to, and somebody called Medas, please, how do we do it? And he tells you a story. But these, Medas is not an external person, right? And also the, the gurus themselves tell us that the guru is not outside, right? You know, that, and, 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 and the guru says the guru is not outside. And the goddess says, I'm not outside. Right, the Ishta says that the the, the uh, Thakur said the Guru merges into the Ishta. Ishta merges into Brahman. Right, so this is a very so the whole process is a very deep internal meditative. Th- we do lots of pujas and kirtans and the things to invoke and remember. But you can feel as the sun goes down right now, the tendency to want to like like go deep and and and, and find that subtle awakened medas and get the answer to uh, to to these deeper fundamental questions. Well, this will properly end. Jai Ma Kali, Jai Ma Jai Ma. Happy Navaratri.